police in the morning. Suit up for classic comedy. When doctors Venkman, Stance, and Spangler suddenly find themselves downsized from the university's parapsychology department, they decide to go the entrepreneurial route, chasing down ghastly ghosts, unappetizing apparitions, and the occasional insolent succubi. But the paratroopers of the paranormal face their greatest challenge when the beautiful Dana Barrett discovers her refrigerator door leads directly to the gates of hell. Now, with the whole world watching, it's up to the Ghostbusters to keep Manhattan from becoming a madhouse in this hilariously haunted action comedy. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie Movie Bros. Bros. Here we B-Movies the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are. Week three of Cult Classic Month, number four for the B-Movie Bros. Here in October, we get to watch one of the all-time cult classic greatest movies ever, Ghostbusters from 1984. Hell yeah. We've kind of peaked at this point, I think. So let's dive right into the shit with our technical difficulties. Top and bottom three. You, of course, heard the back of the DVD box. Let's start with, uh, with the bottom, Paul. Let's, let's get the bad out of the way. Could you even find something bad about this movie? I managed to look really, really hard and found a few things to kind of um, nitpick at. Alright, I'll go first for this one. Number three. So, Venkman, Ray, and Egon kind of just came up with the idea to be Ghostbusters very abruptly. Especially considering that they had just discovered a ghost for the first time and, you know, got kicked out of university, but... Yet they somehow, like, you know, figured out that, oh, it's possible to trap ghosts, you know. It was just very abrupt, and they, at least Ray and um, Vecman seemed kind of lazy, so it, it was a pretty um, ambitious endeavor, to say the least. Um, they just jumped from being homeless and unemployed to ghost-busting and being international, um, f an international phenomenon in a matter of hours. I guess it's possible that Venkman was just, like, came up with a big con job, because he, I mean, it was, he was kind of that kind of guy, but, I mean, I have a hard time believing that Egon would have gone along with it. I mean, Ray, maybe, but not Egon. He was way too focused on stuff, unless they, like, tricked him, and he thought it was legitimate, and Ray just thought that it was really hoped that it would work out. I don't know. The story just seemed very, you know, hey, let's do this now, and it worked out, but... I mean, at least Ray does, like, scientifically speak with Egon at times. Like, Venkman just kind of, like, is there. Yeah, I'm not even sure if I agree that he ha if I believe that he has a degree. Number two. Speaking of Dr. Venkman, he was a fun character, but he was also kind of an asshole, and I can't believe I didn't realize this um, when I was younger. He, like, tortured a guy just to, for the opportunity to hook up with a college girl. He convinced Ray to take out a an extra mortgage on, on his house to fund a project that was very likely to fail. He was also just a con artist who probably didn't have a legit PhD in psychology and parapsychology. And he was kind of a dick to people in general. Like, I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that Bill Murray played him, he probably wouldn't have been as charming and, like, likable as he was. I think originally, um, John Bellucci was supposed to play him, so... Wow, just, that would have been horrible. I mean, originally it was supposed to be, a, like, a legit serious horror film, so... I, I, there are a lot of things that could have been, it's kind of interesting to think about. 
So, number one. I know I'm not the first person to say this, but as far as character roles and jobs, Winston really got shafted on this one. He's just kind of thrown into the story halfway through, and he's just kind of there to be the black guy. I mean, originally I think Eddie Murphy was supposed to play Winston instead of Ernie Hudson, and so I think he was supposed to be like an Air Force, an Air Force demolition expert or something like that. But he declined the role, so they decided to give more screen time to Bill Murray, because he was a more well-known actor. But it just seemed really unfair, and his character really got the short end of everything. For me, number three. So Bill Murray guest-starred in the movie Zombieland, where he finds out that the character Little Rock had never seen Ghostbusters. And it's a travesty to learn that there are people whose ages are in the double digits and haven't seen Ghostbusters. I mean, if you haven't seen Ghostbusters by that time in your life, are you really living? You're pulling a Paul and picking things, negative things that have nothing to do with the movie, aren't you? Number two. Harold Ramis, who played Egon in the movie, died in 2014. Aww. So there will never be a true third Ghostbusters movie that reunites all the cast. Which is really sad because it's something that had been rumored and talked about all through the 90s and the 2000s up till Harold Ramis' death. That is really sad. Instead, we got, you know, shitty, like, remakes. And that brings me to number one. The all-female reboot was a stain on the history of humanity, which should be wiped from all existence. I mean, who thought it was a good idea? Nobody. Not even the studio. Like, there's there's conspiracy theories and everything out there, but there, there are some things that prove that the movie was made to be a flop. There's some interesting, like, interesting um, stories about the making of that film, and yet it was a complete disaster. They kind of knew it, but yeah, it was... Go look it up sometime. It's uh, eye-opening. So on to the top three. Paul, what what were your uh, favorite things of this film? And it's hard to pick just three, but... Number three, I went for the theme song. I don't think anyone on the planet, even people who haven't seen Ghostbusters, you know, the whole 12 people out there, haven't heard, like, hasn't heard the theme song for Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr. It's just so fucking catchy, and just, it's perfect. Ghostbusters. Number two. Not only are the characters in this movie great, but the dynamic between all of the Ghostbusters is just phenomenal. They all have their unique personalities and idiosyncrasies, and they play really well off each other. It never really felt like any one character was trying to outshine the others. They were just kind of fun in their own way, and while each one of them could carry a scene on their own, they really shined while they were all together. It was a good dynamic, unlike the, you know remake where everyone was kind of trying to be the funny guy and it was just a disaster. Funny girl, Paul. Yeah, sorry. You're dirty. Uh, number one. Just about everything in this movie is amazing. The plot, the comedy, the acting, even the special effects for 1984 were pretty amazing. There's a lot to love about this movie. However, the best part of this movie is unquestionably the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. The greatest movie mascot of all time. For me, number three. Ghostbusters spawned many successful spin-offs, including a fondly remembered sequel, several TV shows, and many video games, some better than others. Number two. 
the theme song. I mean, just like Paul said, who doesn't know and love the Ghostbusters theme song? Bad people. We're dead people. Well, then they're ghosts, so they better know it. I would say then they probably don't like it, because they, then they know they're going to get busted. <laughs> it's like the bad signal for them. And then number one, everything, from the story to the characters to the dialogue, special effects, this movie is nearest to perfection more than anything else that I can ever remember seeing. I just, I, I love this movie, and there's just, you know, nothing that I can really, like, pick apart from anything else that's truly better or worse than anything in the actual film. And, of course, the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. And Walter Peck is a dick. Well, we didn't... Well, I think we did kind of mention the dialogue because everything in this movie is awesome. So let's give ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. Paul, you can start us off. Are you a god? Back off, man. I'm a scientist. You will perish in flame, you and all your kind. I was there at an undersea, unexplained mass sponge migration. This man has no dick. Some moron brought a cougar to a party, and it went berserk. Don't stare at me. You got the bug eyes. There is only Zool. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote or anything else you'd like to say about this movie, please leave it in the comments below. It's time to give this film our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scales are reverse scale. 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? Paul? Yeah, I think it's uh, pretty obvious. This gets a 1 out of 10. I gave it a 1 out of 10. Better of. I mean, Ghostbusters for me is all my childhood dreams and memories. Ghostbusters is one of the most influential franchises of my youth. My brothers and I had the toys, we watched the cartoon on TV, and it was one of about seven VHS tapes at my grandma's house, and the one that I was most likely to choose when we slept over there. I also played the original NES game a ton in my formative years, then later on I watched Ghostbusters Extreme on TV. Needless to say, I love Ghostbusters. The casting, characters, action, dialogue, special effects, and just about every aspect of this movie works in perfect harmony. If you've never seen it, then shame on you. Get out there and start your life anew by watching one of the greatest movies of all time. It's easy to overlook how brilliant a movie the original Ghostbusters actually is. It's an incredible blend of classic horror elements with witty and absurd comedy, creating a cinematic masterpiece unlike anything the world had seen before. From the top-notch acting by both the main cast and supporting cast, the catchy theme song, witty dialogue, and memorable characters, Ghostbusters succeeds with flying colors on, near, on every single level, setting the standard for all subsequent comedies to follow. It's the only film that could pull off having a giant marshmallow man as the main antagonist. So there you have it, a 1 out of 10 from both of us. If, you know, you're just that blasphemous kind of person and you need to drink away this flick, well, you're in luck because we have some ways to drink away this flick, drink away this flick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away this flick. Bum, 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 bum. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Let's give it some drinking games. For me, number one, every time the Ghostbusters personally encounter a ghost, take a drink. Number two, every time someone uses a title such as Doctor, Keymaster, Destroyer, you know, etc., take a drink. Number three, whenever anything is set on fire, take a drink. Number four, anytime Walter Peck is being a dick, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's cult classic month, anytime you can make a connection between two cult classic movies we've reviewed, take a drink. 
Every time Rick Moranis locks himself outside his apartment, take a drink. Every time Venkman is being sarcastic or an asshole to someone, take a drink. Every time someone mints a Zool or Gozer, take a drink. And every time someone says a science-y sounding word, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else BMW related, you can leave us a comment either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmworos gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmworos, follow us on Twitter at bmworos, or my personal Twitter at bmworos. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links are provided below. We come to the end of week three here for Cult Classic Month number four at B-Movie Bros. It's time to rank the movies we've seen this month so far. I think it might be pretty easy. For me, number three, Aquatine Hunger Force colon movie film for theaters for DVD. Kind of like the, uh, the, the show itself with its short episodes. The memory of the movies kind of lived shortly in my brain, and I don't remember much of it other than, like, Chicken Biddle being played by Bill Ca Bruce Campbell. Number two, Tremors. Fucking Graboids, man. Under the ground and shit. They're awesome. But, of course, number one has to be Ghostbusters. Dynamic cast, perfect harmony. It just, it is the movie. Yeah, this is pretty simple. Aquatine Hunger Force colon movie for theater is number three. I like it. I think it's a fun film. But, I mean, above that is, at number two, is Tremors. It's the best film about killer worms I've ever seen. And number one, of course, is Ghostbusters, which is basically perfection incarnate. So next week is the uh, the closest week we have for a Friday to Halloween. So what, Scary. what better way to celebrate Halloween for B-Movie Bros than by, you know, having a movie of something in disguise like those children trick-or-treating. Like, perhaps, robots in disguise? Indeed, Paul. It's time for the original animated Transformers movie. Not the one that was not made by Michael Bay. The good one. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Yeah, we... <laughs> <laughs>